Hello, hello, and welcome back to another week of Kent and the Steering Team. As always, you were joined by myself, Drew, my dear friends, Bianca and Philip. Unfortunately, Kent can't be here this week. He's actually decided to start taking inventory of all the tapes of the show. Anyway, on with the show. How are we, team? We are COVID-free. <laughs> yes. We're, we're yeah. locked down and uh, going strong-ish. Yep. I like that. We, we yeah, we, we are together apart. We are locked down. We are in this wonderful same boat separately. Yeah. Se- separate boats. More like, like everyone has their own dinghy, but we're all going. There's no boat pulling everyone. That should be the slogan. One ocean, several boats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. What a fun episode we've got for you this week, though. We're going to talk a little bit about the Wacko Parade, because that's what's, what we're calling it, because it deserves no other name. Um, a little bit on nepotism as well, something that's um, kind of reared its ugly head um, in the last couple of weeks on the... Well, not last couple of weeks... The, the understanding of, of how things are operating here in Australia. Um, mm. And then also we've uh, got something um, topical because it's relevant to um, to two things. One, this show. <laughs> we're talking about shows that went on too long. No, we're talking about TV shows that went on too long. So we'll talk a little bit more about that just to kind of brighten the mood at the end of it all. Um, but let's kick off with the Wacko Parade. Drew. Indeed, let's. Now, for those of you playing at home, we are in our fifth week of lockdown this week, and with over 150 cases a day on average, and today that number's come in at 239 plus one overseas, although, I don't know about you guys, did you guys watch the, um, watch the, the broadcast this morning? No, I did not. From Gladys Gladys and the health minister? Gladys interrupted my work meeting, so we couldn't watch it. I just read the uh, numbers later. Oh, I see. Um, so when the when the head health um, inspector, what's her name, Doctor Chant? Carrie Chant. Doctor Chant. Yep. Excuse my yeah. stomach, by the way, in the background. It's hungry. Continue. <laughs> she she got the numbers different every time she recited it. She started at two hundred and forty, then went to two hundred and thirty nine. Then went to 238, and this is every couple of minutes well, she when needs new the glasses. number had to come up again. She needs new glasses. Yes. She definitely needs no, new she glasses. absolutely, um, she Could, absolutely well, does. Glasses, didn't her glasses win sick camp? Yeah. yeah. They, they did. Um, anyway. But, it, but anyway, look, yesterday, July 28th, Gladys Berejiklian's government announced that we will be going into a further four weeks of lockdown. Now, this means we won't be getting back to normal until at least Friday the 27th of August. So, this sucks. <laughs> okay, so let's be clear on one thing. No one in Sydney wants to be locked down. No mm-hmm. one. Even the introverts who don't like socialising with anyone, not even them want to be locked down and told that they can't leave their houses. We can't see our friends. We can't see our family. We can't go to the shops or go on long-ass drives to nowhere. Uh, we can't see movies, we can't have picnics and barbecues, even playing videos to ga- video games together all in the same room is just something that we can't do and we all miss. No one wants this, but we are in a situation where we have to do it. Why? Because COVID is really fucking bad. Um, 
we we kind of underestimate it with because of the amount of cases that we have that resolve themselves easily with people not going to hospital. Mm. But let let me let me let us and let all the evidence be clear. The Delta strain is more contagious than any other virus that strain that we've had. Um, also, yep. most more than most viruses that exist. The world. Health Organization has called this virus the fastest and fittest version of Corona, and the American CDC says that it's a cause for concern. In unmasked and unvaccinated (laughs) settings, the first strain of coronavirus infected 2.5 people out of 10 within a two meter square vicinity on average. The Delta variant can infect up to five people out of 10 at a time in in the same area. That's twice as much and 50% of the people that it the, the, the basic thing of it is 50% of the people that it comes into contact with, it will infect. Um, those people will only show symptoms after five days, which means they're infected, infectious in the community for 120 hours without knowing. Uh, and the symptoms from what the original strain was versus what this strain is are not the same. Um, some people are reporting loss of smell and cough, but it's not as many as it used to be. Uh, in fact, the main symptoms of this one seem to be headache, sore throat, running nose, and fever. Yeah, um, but now, Jeez. um, we, we don't, we don't understand the full kind of long-term effects or the full scope of this. Um, but so far people, you know, that are talking about it, um, are suggesting things like fatigue, um, shortness of breath difficulty breathing cough like a cough um joint pain chest pain memory concentration or sleeping problems um we've got things like muscle pain and headaches um we've got like um some people talking about like their heartbeat becomes much faster um or like it's like really pounding kind of thing um there is the loss um of smell and or or and slash or taste um people are also saying that they're having issues like depression um you know related to this sort of thing of having been in like on incubation tubes so like a lasting sort of effect like ptsd from that sort of thing um fevers dizziness um there are also several long-term physical um damage chances that can happen to things like the heart lungs um your brain um what's kind of what 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 I didn't want to say what's interesting, but but some of these brain injuries have led to some people, uh, like COVID patients, post recovering, um, dying from something like a stroke. So yeah, there's that. So so it's pretty pretty heavy stuff. And we're saying all this not to scare people and not to annoy people or make things, but it's it's the fact that this is the reality. They're these are the facts that are like presented by like well endorsed medical associations. It's information that we researched and collected from not government endorsed websites. Cause I know a lot of people fear the government endorsed websites and I know that's been a major problem, but mm-hmm. it's not from Facebook or Pinterest either. It's from the Yale university medical and research department, Oxford university's medical department and Macquarie university here in Australia's medical department. Um, I looked through all of these and I found all these this information. Um, and none of these studies were government funded or government cited. They were 
a, a couple of most of them were independent um the one from yale university uh is also independent and it was used to test the effectiveness of covid vaccines citing pfizer as 88 percent effective against the covid against covid symptoms and 96 percent effective against hospitalization while astrazeneca is 60 percent effective against covid symptoms and 93 percent effective against hospitalization the basic gist of why we're saying all of this is because last night when we were discuss- when we originally discussed of what we were going to talk about on this episode, I wrote a, this segment as a giant spiel about how angry I was, littered with a lot of curse words and shouting about how everyone in New South Wales is doing the right thing. Uh, everyone who in the New South Wales who is doing the right thing is... Uh, completely deserves to be furious and angry and shouting at the people who attended the lockdown protests that went on Sydney yep. last Saturday. Yeah, fuck them. Yep. Um, thousands of Sydney residents took onto George Street, marching from Ultimo to Town Hall against vaccinations and lockdowns. And I think some of them were there for the vaccinations. Some of them were there for lockdown. Some of them were there saying that the coronavirus isn't real. Um, to be honest, they acted like complete and utter idiots, but mm-hmm. I kind of realized that yelling at them wasn't going to help anything because these protests are created on misinformation and by distrust of a government that I distrust too. I don't really trust any government. I don't think that any government tells the truth to any of its people. I don't think any government can be trusted to the fullest degree you know i don't believe in blind patriarchy either but i also don't think that this is the shit that they're lying about i mean yeah Mm. i agree they've proven time and time again that they don't know what the fuck they're doing i'm not gonna say that they haven't they've you know been great throughout this but i am saying you need to trust i'm not saying trust us like don't worry about us we're not like fucking experts either but i'm saying trust the people who actually have the right credentials to distribute information Mm. that's what gladys said this morning actually well there are what what did she say drew yeah the this morning gladys just cut herself off and, and went you don't have to listen to me you need to listen to the doctor you need to listen to the medical advice the health advice like the trouble, what the, we're the, saying. the trouble is, though, that the, 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 the people that, that don't listen to these people think they know better because they've sat on the toilet and watched a YouTube video, though. That's, that's the problem, is because it's, for them, wanting to be more important than they are, they have an issue with the authority telling them that this is the case. Because as if the authority can mm. be doing something, there has to be something more sinister here because I have to be able to be hard done by in some way. I need people to feel sorry for me. Um, and that's what it comes down to is that these people are, are gutless, weak little shits that think that that the information that they're getting, they don't agree with and they'd rather get something that's more agreeable to them or alternative. Yeah, which is... Which is something well, that makes them look, look like a victim. Well, that's part of the reason why they're trusting the opinion of a person on Reddit over what is being put out by a government. Because the government are after your money because they tax you. I think part of the reason why they trust people on Reddit over the government is because the government hasn't proved itself trustworthy. I'm not going to go and say and fight for them and say that they've 
you know, they've really done well by us. No, they fucking I completely haven't. agree, Bianca. I completely no. agree. I, I, on that level, I can sympathise with what they're saying. The government does lie to us. The government does fuck things up. They have fucked this up. We have lost billions of dollars. People have, you know, lost their livelihoods. People have lost their homes. The reason why I wrote down all those symptoms and I was telling you guys about those symptoms is because yeah. I found it very interesting that the long-term symptoms of COVID, depression and anxiety and, you know, the fact that you could have a stroke, they're some of the... Uh, those are some of the side effects of the vaccine that people keep talking about. The fact that you can, you know, have a clot and throw, a, you can throw a clot and have a stroke. Mm. The fact that you mm. can, you know, there's people right now who have depression. They're because they can't, they don't have their jobs. They've been let go. They can't get shifts. They don't have money. Centrelink is not enough. These are problems that have been in our society forever. Mm. With, in regards yeah. to Centrelink and people, you know, having shit times at work. But they are so massively, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Like, Not compounded unique. by this issue. Like, we, we can now see this in such a major light of how fucked up everything is. And the government is to blame for this. The government does not do well by its people. They do great by big, rich corporations yeah. and they've proven that again recently because you know we talk about friendly geordies a lot and we've all been wondering why everyone down south in regional new south wales is suffering and suffering more because of this pandemic and it's because they don't have water and why don't they have water because they've sold all the water to cotton farmers the government sold it um mm. and that's what got proven this that's a bit of a tangent but it's just to prove that they don't do right by us they do right mm. by money yeah, but, but it's, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the point that you're going to make, Bianca, is is something along the lines of of, and I will let you say exactly what you want to say. Um, but it's up to us as individuals to to make almost a risk assessment of is this advice worth taking or not? What's the risk here if I don't? And honestly, when the risk is 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 death, my death or someone else's, versus or being severely injured. Yeah, like if, even if you're thinking, again, oh, you know, the death rates are stupidly low. No, no, there's other consequences here. Like, if you end up in the ICU, you will end up with permanent lung damage for the rest of your life. Um, it. It's it's like I was watching... Your Jeremy, very short life. Yeah, I was watching yeah. Jeremy Clarkson's The Farm, and it got to the episode on Amazon Prime. Brilliant show, I suggest everyone watch it. Um, it got to the point where he was talking about coronavirus. So the coronavirus has, uh, has now hit the UK in terms of the show. Um and he's sitting there and he's very frank with the camera and says, I've smoked a cigarette, um, at least one cigarette, at least, uh, you know, every day for my entire life, basically, to this point. Um, I've had pneumonia. Um, I've got scarred lungs. I'm terrified of this thing. I, I'm absolutely terrified of this. And he just sits there and he's absolutely honest. He's terrified of it. And so he... he Someone like Jeremy Clarkson's taking this fucking thing seriously. I think you should take this seriously because he's such a fool and doesn't give a shit about government and is so aggressive in his dislike of government and policy um, and rules. If he, if someone that cavalier is saying this sort of stuff, yeah, well, you know, you're just being an outlier now. Um, but also, yeah, Bianca, I'm sure your point is that, that, that yeah, like we, we should, we need to make that decision in our mind and this is one of the ones that you should this get in line. <laughs> 
there's things to be reasonable about to distrust. You know, the fact that... and it's the Vaccines isn't thing. one of them, by the way. The fact that we can't drive over 100 kilometers on the road to Goulburn, that's absolutely empty. <laughs> I, this is speaking that we're talking about. I think that's ridiculous, and I'm fully willing to admit I break the fucking law all the time, and I, I can make the trip to Goulburn in about an hour. It's because it's the training ground for the highway patrol. <laughs> no, I, compl- I, I always avoid I've never been ticketed to Goulburn. That's a rule I'm willing to break, and the risk is, you know, possibly my death if I crash. I understand that. The risk and a fine. for corona or a fine, <laughs> the cr- risk for coronavirus may be also be death. But fuck, you're also going to take a whole bunch of people with you, and that's not fucking fine. That's selfish and narcissistic, and you're an asshole. But, but I'm but trying also- not to be too angry at them, and I just want to say that there are sources of information, reputable sources that are readily available that are not government endorsed um such as uh there's a on the yale medical journal one of the doctors is dr inji yildum who posts regularly about the coronavirus and why you should get the vaccine and why vaccines will not give you extra 5g or you know kill you because that's fucking retarded anyone that thinks that that's the case has clearly never done the most basic of research of any kind whatsoever i was having an argument with someone on facebook about the fact that oh you can get the um the bill gates injection if you want to and i was just like what do you mean the bill gates injection he's like oh he's going to get all your information by doing that I'm like okay just just so quickly are you saying that bill gates himself became an immunologist and then came up with the um the 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 recipe for the vaccine and the person was like hang on we're getting we're getting microchipped is this, that what's happening this person was like oh no just go watch this you should watch the video where he talks about it and i was like hang on so you're saying that the video here so i commented again being like the video that yep. you're referencing does not say anything like what you're referring to um but also i don't believe that bill gates has ever said that he came up with the concept or the vaccine recipe himself nor did he say that it's got, like, microchips in it or something like that. And the person was just like, yeah, well, you believe what you want, and I got my facts. And like, okay, well, you don't. Hang on, is this is this the video where... Is this the video where Bill Gates predicted a pandemic? No, it's the, it's a TED Talk. TED Talk of Bill this, Gates talking is, about something. This is stupid, but I... Because I was trying not to get angry with this segment. Mm-hmm. But you can't... You can't make up facts... And say their facts. Yeah, I can have my view, and they can have their facts. I don't think so because that's not how that's it not works. That's a fact. Who said that was a fact? You can you can have the fact that you have said it. It doesn't mean what you said is real. Yeah, you Maybe can have the fact that you can fact. quote someone that said it. Again, the point that the issue here, and again, it's the same with anti-vaxxers. If you do research into why the anti-vax movement exists. It's because someone was trying to sell something. Someone was trying to bullshit you into buying their own thing. It's a bit like your opinion, anti-vaxxers, on government and vaccines. You think there's someone disingenuous trying to get something from you, and you're taking a completely bullshit claim and running with it, and then turning around being like, no, it's the truth. Well, how about it's not? Because it's not. No, the real truth is the polio, which was eradicated, is now coming back. Correct. That's a truth. That is, that is a fact. That is a genuinely horrible truth because 
if you read up about polio and the lifetime effect, like we actually, there was a point where there's, I was, there is only one person left in the world who lives in a lion iron lung because of polio. Polio basically, uh, uh, do you guys know what an iron lung is? Yeah. Yeah. I for yeah. a long time thought it was someone got like um, a transplant of a metal lung, but now, at now at my <laughs> age, I understand it is not that. It is so much more horrifying than that. That would be cool. What like the fact that they have to live in a bu- like in a iron tube mm. so that they can breathe because that thing breathes for them with a pressure system or whatever. That's the effects mm. of polio. The mm. fact that we have it back in the world now because there's so many anti-vaxxers that that's yeah. just it's just so alarming but i just want to quickly say mm-hmm. dr norman swan and tegan taylor they've got a podcast called coronacast um there's also podcasts like epidemic and with dr Salim and ronald clane viral Cor- coronavirus which is done by the three uncanny four and coronavirus fact versus fiction with dr sanjay gupta these are all endorsed by the medical community. They're not getting paid for them. I think most. I think some of them have ads in them, but for the majority of them, they're not getting paid for this. Um, there's so many more. You just have to look up medical people. Like there is, there's even, and the worst part is the fact the amount of because of this lockdown protest, the amount of social media influencers who have come out now of being anti-vaxxer. And I was always wondering, how do the anti-vax people get all these messages? And then I realized it's the majority of social media influencers because they're all dumb mm-hmm. fucks. Correct. Um, and they're just spreading their but they're dumb also, they're all of that, that They're also all <laughs> of that kind of nature, woke nature kind of thing. Yes, which is still running rife, unfortunately. Now, these... Um these articles they explain why this virus is worse than the flu and why the only people who shouldn't be getting vaccines are ones with actual medical exemptions yeah basically real medical exemptions and and um you know uh, things that are that are like allergies um or medical requirements things that your doctor can tell you you, you mm. shouldn't have it for uh, or you shouldn't get the vaccine those people but then again where the reason we should get the vaccine is for those people for those people that can't get it um let's let's quickly though go to the, the just just something on the um um on the 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 well the wacko paraders of dubbed them um yeah, I mean, again, it happened. It was outrageous. Someone punched a horse. Um, of course, though, um, to someone that I, uh, I'm friends with on Facebook somehow, um, who said, no, there's two sides to every story. What you saw is just um, a screenshot of uh, someone just getting pushed around by a horse. You just, it just the, the freeze frame just makes it look wrong. How about if those people weren't there in the first place? They wouldn't be in a situation uh, what? to look Please, fucking bad. Yeah, someone say, posted I a video. Watched, I know who that person is because mm. I've got them too. That um, footage isn't in the video. The part of them hitting the horse in the head it doesn't. They don't even make contact with the horse's head in the video. So clearly, it's of a completely separate moment. But can I just say, even if what they say is true, because what the implication is is that they got pushed back and then they pushed the horse too. If a mm. horse was. So if you watch the video, the horse is just stepping backwards and the guy is standing there like a dumb shit. If a horse started backing into you, 
would you stand there and stare at the horse and try and go, you know, mano a mano with the horse? Yeah. Or would you just step away from the horse? Uh, but again, the, the footage... Uh, the appa- f- apparently you whack it on the ass twice and when it rears its head at you, you then shove it in the head. Yeah, because That's the footage that was that was this person posted didn't even show the contact with the head of the horse, which means it is clearly of a completely different oh moment. God. But anyway, this person's an idiot. They clearly have no concept and they are clearly an anti And you know what? They're actually social media influencers too. Did you know that? Yes, I did. <laughs> yeah. So, you know... Not they, they, um, they, they sell they sell things online and they have a massive following and then they're fucking idiots. Oh, God. So, yeah, look, I, I, this thing was just a disaster. People thought that they were out there campaigning for their rights of freedom. We do have freedom in Australia. That's the difference. We're not being barred. You know, our doors actually being locked on our houses like what happened in China at some point. So I think that it's totally rich of people to be going, oh, we need to fight for our freedom in a place where they actually are allowed to do that. So, um Fuck them. They've ruined it for everyone. Sydney's in lockdown. We're all fucked and I'm furious at them and I hope that they all get COVID. And what I said was, which was really, I, I don't want them to get, to feel the effects of COVID because I don't think that'll change the issue. They'll just move on to the next topic and say, well, I didn't have that or the government sprayed me with something that made me sick. No, I won't say it because it's really volatile. Um, I, 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 well, know, no, I will you, say it. Do you want their closest friends and family to die? Yes. Yep. Yeah. I want them to get the COVID yep. so they can see them and so then they can deny that that's what's happening to their loved ones or that they can have a change of heart suddenly because now it affects them. Because that's the point. The whole issue is that COVID isn't affecting them. Lockdown's affecting them and they need to be a victim of something. If they can't be a victim of COVID, they need to be a victim of COVID causing me to be locked in my house. So um, they're, they're victims. That's what it is. So I like still I think they should have been sprayed with weaponized COVID, but, you know. Well, that's um, what apparently uh, it is. Look, the main message of this segment is to please do not read someone's Facebook post and think it's a fact. Do not willfully ignore evidence and do not go to so-called freedom protests, which will only lead to weeks more of us being locked down. Current suggestion is we yeah. actually haven't seen the damage from the COVID march the freedom march yet um and we won't be able to actually see that until another week um please stop listening to influencers who believe that 5g towers got us sick because that makes no sense radiation doesn't cause viruses it's two different radiation poisoning and viral infections are two different medical things that don't really go hand in hand uh, and health experts who went to TAFE and did a dietary course and now think they're the forefathers of modern medicine do not have the answers. Um, <laughs> yeah. Absolutely correct. I guess all we yep. can say at the end of this as well is stay safe, get tested, get vaccinated if you can. Um, government, don't let, you, don't let the government call it that you're hesitating because they're not offering it to you. And uh, we'll be right back after this. <laughs> Hey mate, give it a rest with the cane toads. We got a solution for another state pest now. Introducing the carp tarp. The world's first tarp made entirely of carp. Humanely helping our environment and reducing a pest problem. The carp tarp reduces the number of carp and sustains the local Queensland pension for chucking a tarp over the back of the ute. Invest now and support your local economy and environment with the Carp Tarp. Available now. 
So you hear us banging on constantly about our views on just about everything. And one thing that's sprung to the forefront lately is nepotism. Yeah, now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with the word, nepotism is defined as the practice among those with power or influence of favouring relatives or friends, especially by giving them jobs. Yeah, now... um if you'd like to see an example of this, you only need to look at our own government or the former administration of the United States. Indeed, yes. Now, look, among the many, many examples that we could draw upon... Many, many, many of them. Many, sure? many, many, yeah. many. Many of them. Yeah. Yep, many. The example we're going with today is the privatised rollout of COVID, COVID vaccines in Australia... Now, the long and the short of it is that the Liberal government has gone ahead and organised the purchase and rollout of the vaccines through private companies. This, along with the fact that Liberal members have been seen to have made share purchases beforehand in big pharmaceuticals that have since yielded significant returns for them, it... You know, it doesn't paint a very good picture. No, because what, cause what, what happened? Like, so, so was ScoMo talking about this or did it kind of just come out? Like, did this just come out? So it's relatively um, under the radar, a lot of this, because no one's really brought it to the forefront. That is until I was watching one of the most recent videos from one of our favorite people, Friendly Geordies, who did touch upon it very briefly and also included the link to an article by Independent Australia that actually highlighted what was going on now hold and on that's not completely thing this was in like the news a couple of weeks ago when we all found out that a sydney boys high school st joseph's college received oh did it come out then pfizer and covid vaccine jabs before anyone else all all of their 100 over like 100 students i think it was 100 anyway, i was like 150 something students all got jabbed yeah. uh and have received both doses and you know the fact of the matter is is that it's only at the time it was only 40 plus people who were supposed to get the jab and these guys are a bunch of 17 16 year olds who all got it and now there's even more stuff that happened today in which year 12 students are going to now get the jab um all the um all the regional stock of COVID vaccine jabs has been diverted. Though, I agree with that one, though. I, I completely agree with that one. Um, yeah, the, I do look, too. I know, I know how chaotic the, the HSC year is and everything. And also... And that's true. I, I just... I think that it's at the point where... Because the country are... Like the country towns... Here we go. Big city guy. What does he, what does he think? The country are doing a considerably better job at being able to remain isolated from this and outbreaks and when outbreaks happen they seem to be a lot more manageable because there's a lot less people and there's a lot larger area for the people to cover um, or be able to spread out to whereas in the city this is this thing COVID is a city killer and and so I think that it's appropriate that those people um, and I don't mean me I mean that these students considering the government now deems Delta variant to be dangerous to younger people and and also for the protection of teachers in order for them to teach students not just year 12 students but other students 
I agree with the idea of them getting the vaccine, but yeah, sorry. Look, I don't disagree with them getting the vaccine, but I want to see how this rollout across the schools go. Because if we're mm. seeing schools like Sydney Grammar and um, Waverley and Newington Prep all get the vaccines first and mm. not, you know, schools like, uh, what's the school that I'm thinking of? The really, really poor, stupid school. Not stupid as in dumb, but that <laughs> <laughs> came out wrong. They're really, the really, really, really poor, poor, stupid school. I, I I just didn't like the boys there. It wasn't about anything else. That was just a private thing. Um, <laughs> really poor, stupid school. When we were at school, I didn't like the guys there. There were well, we went to a really so poor she's gone. school. Oh yeah, we did. <laughs> uh, but like you know, schools like those, the schools out in Blue Mountains and all that, and the schools out in Hey. But no, they are the poorer schools. I'm just saying, they tend to be. Yeah. I'm just saying, like. If they don't get these mm, vaccines me, mine first, wasn't. yeah, you went to a fancy school. Anyway, um, yeah, some private way. private um, Blue Mountains cult school. Yeah, continue. Look, let's just use Blacktown High School as the example. There you go, sure. Blacktown High School, S- uh, Stratfield South, <laughs> like schools where <laughs> it's in poorer economic areas, and they get. I mean, Southfield Stratfield South has a lot of refugee students at it, like. Yep. They need to get the vaccines just as quickly as, you know, Newington boys. And I think Newington boys is a stupid school. I, I don't like Newington boys school for many, many reasons. Um, and I don't think they cop enough yep. hate for what they're... The, also, one of their school models is about um, blowing wind. And I don't get it. It's, it's a flag that sits outside of their school. There's just a massive flag that says blowing wind. Um, But yeah, look, I mean, uh, uh, I I, I think that we saw this in the US, didn't we? When there was Mm. um, when there was talk of the basically the shutdown, um, like everyone stopped work and everything like that. Let's go into lockdown. Um, Several politicians then withdrew their funds or their their investments in in several um, shares um and that was that's completely illegal you cannot use in use insider information to get ahead before the public have a fair chance of being able to respond the same way and that's exactly what happened um but in this case i mean the fact that the liberal government if that's if that's the case is that they they are manipulating or being nepotistic nepotism being nepotist Nepotist. I don't know what the yeah, word is. That works. I don't know. By be, by doing this, that's really wrong. You can't do that. You can't. I mean, it's a little bit like we saw with the car park, um, or the sports rorts, as it's famously coined here in Australia. Um, car yeah, park yep. rorts. You can't do that. You can't pick somebody over someone else because you've got friends there, or because they are at risk seats, um, or give to one person rather than someone else as a result of, um, you know. Yeah, in in in, fi- in in insider dealings. I mean, it's a lot a, I mean, a lot like construction throughout New South Wales, for example, our state. You know, um, a lot of the time, the partners of politicians are on the boards of big companies that then get given um, the contract to build something. All that money goes to their company; they line their own pockets. The um, politician retires then with pockets full of cash because it's in their partner's hands. You can't who do that. Was it? 
who got away with this was years ago i don't know if you guys remember but the i think it was dutton he had a whole bunch of um uh properties in the partner's name that they weren't declaring on tax income he had issues with an au pair, didn't he? But he also, did he have the property thing? I don't know. Probably. Maybe it was someone else, but I remember it was definitely a Nationals. It was definitely a Liberal member. Sorry, not a Nationals member. Mm. Um, they're both the same thing. But um, <laughs> one, yeah, they didn't declare everything. And then the only that. reason why they got off was because it was in the wife's name. Yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I can't remember who it was, Jeez. but yeah. Um, like, that's... They're dodgy as fuck and they will give each other a break. But if we're going to go talk about sports rorts again, Mm. it's sort of nepotism because they're all friends. But, you know, Mm. sports rorts wasn't just... What was the female politician's name who had to retire? And then she's back now, but... It wasn't just her fault, though. It was also the fault of... One of the other... Pol- I think it was... Not Dutton. Um, who's the one who got done in for raping recently? I can't remember any of their names tonight. No, I can't remember. The Christopher thing. Oh, yeah. Christian Porter. Um, that, thanks. He <laughs> was also involved in sports, sports, I'm pretty sure. And if it wasn't him, it was Barnaby or something. But it was one of the arseholes. They're all stupid. But anyway, do we have any yeah. other examples of of, um, of nepotism? You know, it could be um, things that we've seen... I mean, you know, it could be staff at schools, could be co-workers in the workplace. The former administration um, was very well yes. known for it. The fact that yeah, they, yeah. all of his advisors were his children. Children or their partners. I mean, and then to turn around to, and be like, oh, well, um, Joe Biden's got um, Hunter Biden doing something. <laughs> yeah, but your entire family here and they're making millions off of the, the United States population I mean, every the, year the, the, just because you're not getting a salary. The wives of the presidents have always had jobs within the yep. presidency. But that's because what it originally started out as sort of like, you know, oh, the wives are going to cook dinners and shit. Um, and then it was like, well, no, they the wives do... talk to the, the, the wife talks to the women, the, man, the president talks to the men. That's how it Yeah, was. that's what it started off as being. Mm-hmm. Um, and then it sort of became this big thing where the wives had their own charities and their own things to do. And that's why the wives have the jobs that they do when it comes to the but presidency. Not, but not but your but entire former... family and kids. Yeah, it wasn't no. his son-in-law like... Jared the Kushner, defense. the most un, the, the most um, in, um, unqualified person for the role that he had, and then he was, yeah, absolutely, no, it's totally, totally nepotistic. Um, other examples are, I, I remember at school in pr- at primary school, the first primary school I went to, um, the librarian was the mother of one of the kids in my class, and was yep. the the kid was a bitch. Um, like she was a piece of shit. She was such a nasty piece of shit to everyone, because um, she'd clearly been sport throughout her entire life. Um, and um, if you'd go to the library, the mum would be so nice to her to her own daughter, but so nasty to every other student, just because. So that was her. I didn't like Ugh. that. Well, that's where the daughter that. learned it from. No, the, but the daughter had an excuse. She she was disabled. She couldn't. She didn't have a leg. She had a like a prosthetic leg. Um, so she was clearly been spoiled throughout in her entire life. Um, and the, then rather than being like, we can spoil you at home, but you've got to be good in public. 
No, the yeah. mum was a bitch to everyone at school as well. So, yeah. Um, oh, fun. We had a similar well, situation kind of thing where we had... So we had multiple parents working in the school office. Mm. Um, I don't know why, but it seemed mm. like, especially in my year group, we had like... I think the, the, there was one kid who his mum and his aunt worked at the office... And then there was like two other kids who had mums who worked in the office like one day a week. And one of those mums used to like constantly, constantly like do every time her daughter fucked up and, you know, we'd get sent to the principal's office. um, Suddenly there was no issue anymore. So she in the end, they just stopped sending her to the principal's office. And just because the mum would always divert it. But she, that, that girl was a bitch. And then she grew up and became super hyper-religious and Christian, which I always found ironic. <laughs> uh, uh, oh, um, look, we... Um, the last school principal that was there before I left, um, all three of his kids took on school captaincy by some magical miracle. Not one of them was in what you would have called the uh, the popular group or would have ever received the popular vote. Um, I can't even imagine that any of them would have really pick, been picked as the sensible vote either. I think there's Outrageous. also, like, I, I know of, you know, companies um, where the children are brought in and then suddenly become CEO. And I, I don't know why, but that sometimes bothers me. News Corp. Pardon, <laughs> News Corp is a big one, but um, I know I know a couple like e- even um, Cos who kind of do like uh, what's the word I'm looking like they they do all the stationery and office supplies for all the companies around Australia. They're like that. Like there's just a couple where they like the parents retire and the children take over, and I just I don't know. But I let's find not, that but let's weird. not be let's let's not be mistaken that that family owned companies i have no problem with that because it's not nepotism that's that's literally it's a family operated building it's when it's a public company that's outrageous you can't have that oh yeah okay yeah. i get you yeah if it's private i no, guess no. it's different no no but but, but no but i i mean i did look i i there comes a point where that where it's not okay but i mean if it's uh, what i'm saying i'm not i'm not discounting your example bianca i'm saying that we're not saying that if it's a private family operated but like a convenience store just because you have a you know a child that works from down the road or like you know a 14 year old from down the road working every bloody afternoon for two hours after school you're mm. not going to promote them to manager over your daughter who's you know because like that's not that we're not saying that we're literally just saying no but do you know what i do have a problem scale. with mm-hmm. in that regard if your daughter, if you're working at like a convenience store or whatever, and you've been there for how many years, and then you suddenly have you know the boss's daughter who's you know just fresh out of high school and has no idea what she's fucking doing, and now suddenly she's your manager. Yeah. Yep. That yep. part yeah. that I would have a problem with. But yeah, if if you know. I mean, the convenience store is a bad example of this one, but if, you know, she had her first job and she's been working there, you know, she started working there and then maybe three years later after she's, you know, learned the ropes and stuff, 
then mm. she takes the job and she's actually had that experience and training and she knows what the fuck she's doing fine whatever it's that whole she just walked in there and she's just going to get it because she's related that would yeah. piss me off yeah no no and then that's yeah. nepotism yeah um look you know i don't know but it's it's an outrageous um outrageous world and 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 these like again it happens all the time i mean i think i think drew you were talking about off air a little bit about how there's you know you see it in the in 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 the entertainment industry um you know that's the main main kind of thing um it's all about that idea of um, who you know not what you do or how talented you are yeah but is that acceptable like a little bit maybe but but where where do you draw the line there has to be somewhere that you can draw that line i i think it's not acceptable when like you see people with absolutely no talent doing shit like mm. in the film, film industry and stuff if there's oh, i can't even think of a good example right now but there have been in which cases you know that that person just got the part because of who their father is it's not because well, they I, were the best actor for the job or the best talent for the job it's not even because they have talent it's just because you know their dad is talented or their mom is talented but yeah but that yeah. Bigger, that's like that's like uh, motorsport for example where a lot of it's about money and and if you look at formula 1 for example um one of the teams is owned by a man named Lawrence Stroll um and Lawrence Stroll's <laughs> son, Lance, isn't actually very good in the grand scheme of things. He's not the worst, but he's definitely there because his dad um, owns the team. His son races for oh, his, yeah. his own team. And he's not terrific. He's not the worst, but he absolutely wouldn't be in that position if it wasn't for his father owning the team. Um, that but then, him a long but, time ago. But then, lastly, like on the, on the flip side of that, because I'm painfully aware that we've talked about this for a while um you've got um penrith panthers whose coach is ivan cleary and his son is the captain of the team mm. now he's there on merit though he's yeah he is absolutely there on merit he is there because the team and the club consider him to be that position has nothing where, to do with the fact that, that his father is captain is coach. That's where that line is between nepotism and and not nepotism. Um, yeah, it's he, a it's he, a great it's a gray line at that point. If your son is the great, if your son is the best person for the job, yeah. not promoting them because they're your son. That's another form of you know not being fair. You know that mm. that's not great either. But if yeah, they, it's. it's it's on merit. If you can prove it on merit that they were the best person for the job, then they're the best person for the job. If you can't prove it on merit, then nepotism. Yeah. 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 Anyway, we'll be back after this with um, TV shows that went on for far too long. Like this episode. And we are here with What the Quote, and I think our last week's quote was with Philip. Yes, uh... These hairless primates you see behind me are part of an untamed species best known as the Thornberries. And of course, that quote comes from Sir Nigel Thornberry of The Wild Thornberries, as said in The Wild Thornberries movie. 
Ah, yes, that was a great movie. And Drew, what was this week's quote? Don't criticize what you can't understand. Now, if you know what that quote is from, make sure you reach out to us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, um, anything else that you want to contact us on, and uh, let us know. Anyway, on with the show. So this week, an actual good thing happened. We finally, and I mean finally, got our long-awaited trailer for Dexter New Blood. Now... We kind of forgot about it, or just didn't want to ask what was going on with it, and then suddenly we got this. Now, as fans of Dexter, we're hoping to see a return to the quality we expect of the early Dexter seasons. In fact, this is this week's topic. Phil and I discussed it when watching the trailer, what shows went too long that they lost all quality or just should have ended yes now um if we look at dexter then as the example um or the first example i guess um the we, we were lucky enough to have absolute glory for the first four seasons brilliant brilliant mm. show sensational for four seasons and then dexter lost its way kind of into season six so um i did skip a season there on purpose season five um it's kind of this weird in-between where, you know, you're so full of anticipation after what was the first four seasons and the way season four ended and how brilliant it was and all that sort of stuff. Um, that you, you're kind of just sitting there waiting for something to happen. Um, you know, you're, you're seeing the eagerly like, you know what they're capable of. What am I going to get? When's it going to, you know, what, what, what's going to happen? Um, yep. And, and, you know, again, you kind of accept that it's maybe not very good because you're like, no, no, but it's okay because I know what can happen. And then, you know, what's the what kind of payoff we're going to get? And then we get nothing. So there is no payoff. And then the show gets kind of slower and the storylines get stupider and get a little bit more yep. hollow and shallower and weaker um, and, and, and thinner. And then basically the show just ends in probably one of the worst ways I've ever seen a show end. So, mm. you know, lucky us. Deeply depressing. Mm, exactly. Now, Bianca, have you seen Dexter? Um, seen is a very loose term. I've, I, wa- I did watch the first <laughs> two seasons religiously. And then yep. the third season came out in a year when I was just really... I had, like, a lot of things on at the beginning of the season. And this is the day mm. before streaming services, folks. So um, yep. I remember that I had a lot on during the first half of the season. So I watched the back end of the season, but I didn't really understand what was going on. And then season four, I had to watch sporadically again. And then after that, I don't think I watched it again. I think I kind of dropped yeah, off, you... but I uh, but see, I know I watched season one and two every episode. Season three and four, I haven't seen them all. And like it, again, well, this is the times when if I wanted to go watch the whole thing, I had to go buy the DVD, and I wasn't that rich. I was like, 15. nah, now nah, you get you get mega upload. Oh my god, well. I loved mega upload. <laughs> yes, yeah, that's brilliant. Um, yeah, I, I can still remember that. What's brilliant is is new Mazdas, like the car Mazdas, the menu speed mm. infotainment screen that they have has the same like button style as the play button it does. from Mega Upload or whatever. Did you, did yeah, you guys ever so. use Mega <laughs> Upload and it had that 40 minute 
lockout. Yep. So did you guys know how to get around that? Just open up. You go to I feel like I knew in the Sorry. day. You just go to a different <laughs> website. They had a different version of the website. It was called like um, Mega Video instead. No, no. Or something. And it was exactly the same. What I would do is, so if I knew I had an hour long episode of something. So no, it, it was after 72 minutes. I remember all this. So after 72 minutes, it would lock you out for an hour. So I would mm-hmm. download the first episode fine. And that I would like let it all buffer. And then with the second episode, I would um, get that one. And you, what you do is you'd let it load halfway. You'd open up two episodes. What two? You'd open up the one episode on two different tabs at the same time, and buffer them at the exact same time. And then you'd only get halfway through one, and then the seventy-two minutes would come up, and the countdown timer would come up, and then you'd have thirty minutes to watch the next episode. And if you were really smart, you'd get do the same thing for episode three at the same time. So you'd have the buffer time would wait for the hour to f- to go up before. And by the time the hour is up, you've watched all the episodes. I don't know. It was Actually, just that's how I did it. It was that's how I did it with um with Dexter a lot of the time. Mm. In fact, so yeah, it was I such that. a but prep. Dexter... You had to fucking prep to use Mega Upload. Oh, you had, to, you had to earn this. You had to earn the right to watch this. And, and Dexter, by the end, wasn't wasn't worth the, the work because, yeah, like the, nope. the first couple seasons, it was... it was um, I appreciated the fact that we were seeing... Like, Dexter was such a well-written villain because he's the main character, yeah. but he's absolutely the villain because he's... He's an anti-hero. Yeah, exactly. He's an anti-hero. And, and he was used in such a good way. And then, naturally, the show had to kind of make him... Um, integrate into society a lot more because I, I see that they had to do that um, and then they had an opportunity to go away from that and make that not be the case and they just kind of wasted it and they continued to waste it and they continued to make him be less intuitive and more stupid and then the storylines got more and more ridiculous almost trying to outdo the ones before um, it just became messy and it was just and, and the pr- production quality dropped there was a season where they had a, an eclipse um, mm. and the whole thing was just so like, you know, CGI and it was just on a show like Dexter to have sort of CGI like that when everything is so practically done, it just felt like such a waste and the show just continued to slip like that. What do you think, Drew? I, the fact that the last two seasons, like season seven and eight are just a complete blur in my mind. I don't yeah, remember I much. It, it pretty much everything after season four feels like a, a bit of a blur really i remember season five season five had lumen on it um i i, I appreciate it. having a complex character played by a, a very good actress but i also just didn't think that it was to me the best part of the later seasons is um desmond harrington's character whatever his name is the the other cop that mm. joins the precinct. Yeah, yeah. No, like I, I, I like I like him, but generally, I, I just I stayed with it. I stayed with it to the very end. Absolutely, but it's still, I still felt like, yeah, like like you said, it, it wasn't worth the effort of acquiring said show to be able to watch and- it. And then for so, the, the and then for the way that it ended is just an absolute travesty and a disaster. So so I'm skeptical about this um, new season, but hoping that it kind of recaptures some of the glory that it had um, earlier on. But there are well, there are good signs for that. 
Well, I mean, that's the thing. I, you know, we, we joke about how forgiving I am of everything, but that fi- the final two episodes mm. absolutely betray every episode that came before. Well, Michael C. Mm. Hall did come out and say that the reason why they are planning to go so hard in the reboot is because he completely understood the frustration yep. everyone had with the finale. Um, yep. and it, everyone knew the two ways that it could go. Everyone knew the two ways that it could go, and it didn't go either of those ways. So that's why everyone's frustrated. Not because, not because we were surprised by an unpredictable ending, but because Dexter truly should have ended one of those two predictable with ways. Him and that's, getting that's, away with all of it, or yeah, being conflict. him being arrested or being killed. No, yeah. see, I would have appreciated if. The ending that I always kind of thought would happen for Dexter would be if it, if he had been, if everyone knew, right? Everyone found out everything happened. And then on a technicality, he got to walk away from it and he still got to do what he did. I don't know why. Well, that, but, but that's, that's even still okay and better than what we got. But, Let's leave it there yeah. in case there's anyone that hasn't watched Dexter and, is, and wants to go and watch it in the future we've, of what, look, we, what there is to we've see. Tried to keep it, we've tried to keep it fairly vague. Yeah, but, exactly. Yeah. It is vague. We, we are being vague because you're not going to predict exactly how this thing goes because no one did. And that's a bad thing. Again, it's not very often that people ex- know exactly how they want the thing to end or how it should end and agree on it and then not get that. It's Yeah, anyway. Um, we'll move it over to Lost. When the show's writers say we had no idea where it was going, you know there's trouble brewing. The show with the most expensive pilot episode of all time, the most brilliant first season, the best follow-up in season two, building your confidence as an audience that you have picked a winner with this show. And then once you're fully invested, the lies and the failure and the smoke and mirrors begin to fade and then it just keeps going. Um, Phil, I know that this show means an absolute shit ton for you. Um, so how much does it hurt mm. that Lost is on this list? And considering I put it there, it, 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 it infuriates <laughs> me that it's on this list. But it is on this list for the right reasons. Um, you basically hit the nail on the head. See, as someone who did stick with it, stuck all the way through to the very end, much like Dexter, um, I, mm. I, I stayed loyal. Um, to be told basically by the same writers that said the we have no idea where it's going line um, that the last season will answer all of your questions and then instead only answer the new questions that no one cared about and no one asked for or asked um, yeah you, you know you've been been basically shut on um, is what is what I'm getting at here. So so the and and again, this is kind of why I don't trust JJ Abrams very much because he was part <laughs> of the team that um, brought us lost, and part of the b- group of people that basically bullshitted to us and said, um, "Yeah, it's brilliant. Like, look at this. Look at this wonderful show." And then really made the most interesting show. And look, watching it from the first season, and 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 seeing how it goes and everything, and being like, "Man, geez, whoa." This my man, like these these writers are brilliant. Like, look at all this stuff that they're doing. To to write the bullshit that they wrote 
and not have an ending for that is so infuriating because it's like you promised the world and knew you were going to fail. And I find that so unfair to do that to the audience. Now, Lost, again, because of that, the audience started to cotton onto the idea and, and, and understand that there was no... Real ending. ...answers coming. There was no answers. There's no way to go. There was nowhere for us to, to, to go from from here. So the show started falling apart and then people started falling off it and the quality dropped and then the screenwriting dropped and then the um, the storylines dropped and then we had more CGI and the CGI got worse and it got shitter and crapper, more hollow. And then the last season was just, again, we were told, we're going to finally answer all your... Thanks for sticking with us, Lost. We know a lot of people... Are, uh, uh, thanks for sticking with us on Lost. We know that a lot of the audience has gone, but you guys are still here. We appreciate it. We're going to reward you by giving you the answers you've always wanted. We're finally going to reveal our answers. And again, no more smoke and mirrors. We're going to give you the answers you want. And then they, for the first half of the season, made a bunch of questions or made a lot of things. And you were like, I don't give a shit about this. Just get to the point of answering what the fuck was going on in season one and all the other seasons. And they're like, at the, by the end of the season, they're like, there you go. And we've answered all your questions. And the audience kind of went, what questions? You didn't answer any of our questions. I said, yeah, we made you question like the last season. And everyone was like, we didn't pay attention to the last season because we were trying to focus on the answers you were going to give us for the earlier seasons. And they're like, oh, we don't have those. We don't know what was happening. And then then, then come out and say we had no idea what was going on and where we were going to end it. Fuck you. Fuck you. And Lost should have died a long time ago. Lost was shit in the end. Yeah. I think, I think that shows like that shouldn't be allowed to be commissioned a series without confirmation from your writing room yes we have an ending i mean i I know this is gonna sound hypocritical because this show sometimes did go too long but sometimes it hit the nail on the head supernatural the show Mm. went for 15 seasons it ended the beginning of this year because of covid but it was supposed to end last year um yeah but basically the show when it was pitched was pitched for five seasons exactly, which is why Eric Kripke left after season five. Not because he had any problems with the yeah. show or any with the producers or with any of the cast, because he pitched a show for exactly five seasons. He wrote out the entire story of what it was going to be. Uh, and once though that story was told, he walked away. And I think that that mm. like for shows like Supernatural that started with a concept The show isn't based on, you know, this is going to be about this person's life or this is going to be about this medic, like uh, this, you know, uh, scenario or in this setting or whatever. If it's going to be something of a plot point of two brothers or on the road or in Lost cases, in the case of Lost, sorry, a plane crashes on an island, you need that definitive, this is what the story is. Because otherwise it doesn't work. And I think, yeah. I'm, sorry, I think for yeah, our next sorry, one, continue. like Walking Dead, which mm. we've put on this list, mm. that's the same concept mm. because that is one concept of it is a zombie apocalypse. Um, these are the characters, and then you need to say this is exactly what's going to so- happen to them: the beginning, the middle, and the end, and then you end it. And that doesn't, and that doesn't happen. And it's even more frustrating when there is somewhat a source material, even though if that source material continues to go on, I don't know. I don't read the graphic novels or the comics. But um, did you guys watch? Do you guys watch The Walking Dead, or do you read the comics or anything like that? I've mm, seen neither. the comics, but I've never read them. Like I see them around. Yeah, I knew they existed. Have you seen the show at all? 
Uh, no, but my dad watches it, and my dad, in the first couple of seasons, used to tell me how great it is, and now he just hate watches it because he just gets so well, I... angry. And he's like, and I realize he's he's saying he complains to me all the time. He's like, the beginning, the first couple of seasons are great. He goes, and then there's a point where all the plot lines become, oh, we need that, you know, resource, but it's all the way over there and we have to walk through the zombies to get it. Mm. And he's like, there's like five well, or six you... episodes that are just like that. Well, well, here we go. Okay, so so I'm going to give the audience, if you didn't watch it, I'm going to give you a brief, run- well, my brief rundown of the show. Okay, so it's my brief rundown. Um, so it's a show that I no longer watch because... Um, as this segment kind of is all about, should have ended a long time ago. So, season one, great start. Um, it gets slower as the season goes on because, of course, it does lose a little bit of steam. It's a little bit of a shame. It should have probably stayed at a high tempo. It didn't really. But again, um, great foundations. Um, basically, it's a few small groups um, um, try to survive the zombie apocalypse um, or the fallout of the zombie apocalypse. Um, and in the end, they try to get to Atlanta. Um, and fuck me, that feels like a lifetime ago. I can't believe how, like, long ago this show was, um, good. Like, oh my god. Anyway, season Mm. two, they're on a farm, and some characters are fucking stupid. And that is the biggest sign from this entire season of things to come. Season three, they go from the farm to a prison. Now, that's the best base idea, I think, for a zombie apocalypse I've ever heard. Like, that's brilliant. I love it. Um, and then suddenly it's not, it's not the best base. It's a piece of shit. They overrun it with such stupid ideas and simple things and far-fetched concepts and everything like that. And they meet a guy called the governor and then more stupid things begin to happen. Season four and five, it's a bit of a blur. Basically it's more of the governor, more stupidity. Um, they go from cool base idea to cool base idea to, um, not a very good base idea. None of the ideas work, though, because everyone is fucking stupid. Are those stupid, the seasons so where matter? it's just there's a resource somewhere and then you have to go collect the resource and that's how they die? Yeah, okay. it, that kind of thing. And in some some cases, it's the base. Uh. Some cases, it's um, food. Some cases, it's weaponry. Some cases, it's whatever. I don't know what it is. But um, then we get to season six. Now, they finally have a chance in a place called Alexandria. It's like an actual community that's somehow thriving um, in the middle of an, a zombie apocalypse. It's like a gated community kind of thing. It's brilliant. Um and then stupid shit happens and it fails. Um, and then we meet a guy called Negan. Um, now, he's cool. He's a bad guy. Again, he's an, he's an anti-hero. Like, he's a proper bad guy. He fucks it up for the good guys. But who gives a shit? If you have any respect for the good guys at this point, you're a fucking idiot that deserves the show. Um, season 7, then, we have cool deaths that happen. Brilliant. Um, now, tell me if you know what I mean by this when I say a bunch of clearly comic book characters join the show so these people are clearly written to fit in a comic book and are the sort of person that if you're making it go from comic book to tv you'd kind of tone them down a little bit make them a little bit less eccentric and a little bit less kind of over the top make them a little bit more realistic does that make sense kind of like the fact that um batman has a villain from the first years called the condiment king who literally squirts mustard (laughs) and tomato and ketchup at people yeah, you know, but for example, really someone that, that <laughs> someone that walks around with tigers, for example, someone that walks around with, um, or someone that like wears a trench coat, basically people that pick outfits completely not suitable for a zombie apocalypse, that kind of thing. So yeah, 
that's that's the sort of people that I'm referring to here when I say comic book characters. But um, anyway, a bunch of comic book characters join um, mm. the show, which was. I, I mean, I guess I guess you could you could potentially pass this show as what would life be like in a zombie apocalypse? Very quickly becomes crappy comic book becomes crappy TV show. So that's what it's gone to now. So it's less of a survival kind of diary to shithouse crappy show about not very good um, characters in a crappy world with a bunch of shit that happens and who cares about the zombies, right? Let's just have some crappy characters. Um, yeah. Season 8 becomes people are starting to jump ship. More comic book characters join instead um, and take the reins over the show. So again, the show is kind of losing all control here. Season 9, more people jump ship. The show has very little point now. Season 10, crap and shit happens, more people leave, and now we're waiting for season 11, which is going to finally be the last season. However, they're running it over two years. So that's that show. The Walking Dead is a total uh, run-off The now Breaking Bad method. Yeah, and unfortunately, the, the worst part about this, I didn't write this down, but they decided halfway through season, probably season 7 or something, they decided to go, you know what? We're going to make a spin-off show instead and call it Fear the Walking Dead. And what we're going to do is, instead of with the walking dead where it kind of starts during the apocalypse we're going to show you what life was like before that and then so that's the show's in is that it's like we're going to show you the start and we're going to show you that part of it that's the part that the show's going to focus on and that happens for about half a season and then we're back in exactly the same part as we are for the walking dead and it's back to shit again so it's like for fuck's sake you just have two shows one called fear the walking dead and one called the walking dead and they do the exact same shit now it's the same show just merge them guys so anyway, See, um, that, we're short in, on time here. In that case, again, if you're going to pitch a thing, what you would do is maybe the zombie apocalypse takes like five years to fully take mm-hmm. over and it's hopeless. And you tell that story of how there's only a couple of people and then there's all these people because, you know, as we now know in pandemics, people don't fucking take the health advice. So like, yeah. that's, yeah. But they But they wasted it. They wasted the prequel idea. By just jumping straight to the point of being like, we'll go more zombies instead. Um, we're short on time here, but so let's skim over the, these two that I've got on this list. These are the last two that I want to talk about very quickly. Um, I think what we should do um, is maybe. In fact, what we'll do is let let's hold let's hold off on these ones. I'm going to hold off on these. I've got I've got three more on this list, but they're, they're ones that I think probably deserve being spoken about as much as what these ones were. So so what we'll do is instead. We'll hold them off and we'll talk about them next week, in fact. Almost as a halfway point kind of thing. Um, we'll, we'll do part we'll do two. Part two okay, yeah. part two on shows that... Okay, part two on this shows that should have... This has been a massive um, episode with a lot of information. It's been a massive episode and this this episode is not fucking ending. So let's end it now by um, getting to our la- ending jingle and then getting to our sick Kent of the week. Awesome. So <laughs> let's get to our sick Kent of the week, in fact. Team... Nominees, what do we got? What do you think? Uh, So, I would like to... The horse? (laughs) Well, I would like to nominate, um, to be specific, um, well, yes, the horse from the... uh, that got punched. However, also from the Olympics. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, Ariana Titmus, um, who's our Olympic swimmer, broke... Massive records and also bit Bill uh, beat American um, swimmer something Lakini Lakini or something 
Um, basically, she was mm-hmm. the American hopeful, and everyone in America was backing her, and like they were all watching, and it was a great moment because Ariana won. Ariani, sorry. Um, and, you know, that was all happy and cheerful, but what actually caught the Americans' attention was the fact that her coach, who his name I cannot remember, um, he got really fucking excited and started, da- like, not even dancing, just aggressively thrusting his hips and throwing his- throwing himself around and jumping up and down and went absolutely crazy um, with excitement mm. that Ariani had won. And the mm. American um, population got very offended by this. And, you know, said it was kind of a disgraceful show of sportsmanship that he was so fucking thrilled that she, he beat the world, she beat the world champion swimmer, um, and went absolute, by like a hair's breadth, they touch it at like almost the exact same second. It's just like 0.25 of a second difference. Bianca, I agree. I think he should be our second of the week. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, old mate coach that no one there, jumped around no like a maniac name. and is now a now like a meme essentially you are a sick end of the week for this week and on that team it's time to go drew thank you bianca thank you philip thank you and uh, we'll see you all next week bye yep <laughs>